0: Hello this is the World Economic News by Coldwater Economics for Thursday the 9th of July. This was another strongly positive day globally with eight surprises and only three shocks but not frankly a day offering much in the way of analytical interest. The two I'm going to focus on are Japan's May machinery orders and in the US May wholesale sector data. All year. It's been hard to be certain what's really going on in Japan's investment spending. Orders for machinery in particular have been difficult to read over the last few months. In March, core private machinery orders fell only 0.7% month-on-month, which was much better than expected, all things considered, but fell back 17.7% month-on-month in April, which was worse than expected. Today we learned that in May orders rose again by 1.6% month on month which is way out of line with consensus which expected a fall of 9%. In total foreign orders were down just over 30% year on year which left total domestic private sector orders down only 9.8%. Within this volatility it's not easy to spot who is really doing the spending. The monthly sector results are inevitably lumpy. In May, the big rises for manufacturers were coming from, wait for it, non-ferrous metals, textiles and F&B, which looks less like a coherent investment story than the result of a lucky dip. However, if we take the first five months as a whole, various things become clear. First, if we look at non-manufacturing investment, this rose 4.8% during January to May, almost solely because spending on electricity equipment rose 16.9% and transport and comms rose 13.6%. Together, these two accounted for 43% of total non-manufacturing investment. If we then look at the orders from the manufacturing sector, the highest growth is coming from nuclear generating equipment, up 42.8%, and electrical generators, up 5.3%, as well as metal rolling machines up 22.4%. Finally, and perhaps predictably, given the sectors that are showing strong growth, government orders rose 22.2% during this same period, offsetting a 6.3% fall in core private orders and a 13.7% fall in foreign orders. So when you filter out all the considerable noise, what's happening is that while most manufacturing investment and spending on machinery continues to fall, there's heavy spending in the electricity generating system, including reinvestment in nuclear, helped along by government orders. We will have to wait until the pandemic is only seen in the rear view mirror to work out whether this sort of counter cyclical infrastructure spending is succeeded by a broader upturn in Japanese investment. Over in the US, we had the data from the wholesale sector for May. I'm generally quite interested in the wholesale sector of any economy, because this is a sector which exists only to smooth over both the volatilities met in supply and demand and also in credit conditions. Understand the wholesale sector and you're halfway towards understanding the state of disequilibria in any economy. Anyway, in May, wholesale sales rose 5.4% month on month whilst inventories fell 1.2% and this was enough to cut the inventory to sales ratio from 1.63 times to 1.53 times and whilst 1.53 is still significantly higher than the 1.35 average in 2019 this was a bigger and earlier decline than I expected. Durable goods sales rose 9.3% month-on-month, month, whilst inventories fell 2% month-on-month, month, which cut the inventory sales ratio for durables to one87 from the 209 seen in April. And it's worth taking special note of what's happening in the auto industry supply chain, because it's the auto sector which globally has been most dramatically hit by the pandemic and seen the biggest and most troubling build-up of inventories. In May, wholesale sales of autos jumped 23.4% month on month, whilst inventories fell 5.1%. The impact on the inventory sales position was dramatic, with the ratio falling from 2.84 times in April to just 2.18 in May. Once again, this is by far a sharper and earlier response to what seemed to me like the most vulnerable sector, Than I expected. Well, that's it for today. The Coldwater Global Shocks and Surprises indexes remain solidly positive, and tomorrow, like the rest of the week, looks relatively quiet, so I'm going to sign off now. Thank you for listening, and if you got something out of it, please help spread the word about the bulletin in any way you feel like. If you'd like to know more about coldwater economics, please feel free to contact me, Michael Taylor, on MJT Coldwater at fastmail dot com